For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? Nate Bargetzi here at the Nate Land Podcast. I'm here with Aaron Weber, Brian Bates, both stand-up comedians, former stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> No one's doing anything anymore. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode whatever it is, eight, right? I think eight? seven. Seven? All right, I jumped ahead. Uh, seven? In my head, it's eight already. I'm already ready for eight. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You've been subscribing, leaving nice comments. You've been awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, can't thank you enough. And that's, you know, and we're going to read some of your comments. That's what we've been trying to do. Open the show with some... You know, I think it's good to let people vent at us when they're mad. You know, some get upset. Not some us. don't. Not everybody gets upset. Everybody's been actually pretty nice. Yeah. Are they funny? That's fun. We don't have to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> you get some of these people in. Uh, first comment, uh, Gail Green. I don't know if it's G-A-E-L-I. Gailey Green. Yeah. Gailey Green. So as part of the future episode, Nate ranting like he's a 60-year-old man. Because as a 57-year-old woman, you sound like my 57-year-old husband, who this morning literally said to me, you know, I think the problem is social media. Really? You both just got there? Thanks for the laughter. Uh, yeah, me and your husband get it. <laughs> is that? I guess that's the problem. That I, you know, I do understand that I, I did get ranty at the... I don't know. Something set me off. I was I was kind of fired up, and yeah, I, you know. And then you get this, and you're like, "Well, I'm gonna say it." I, almost like I then thought later, I was like, "I don't, I don't care." <laughs> you know, I mean, I care, but I don't. There's enough problems. I, you know, I do get it. I've learned though, as being 41, I am a fan of giving advice. Yeah, I learned it last night. Last night I, I did. The JT and Chad podcast. I don't know if you know them. Uh, very funny guys. They're they're kind of like the California guys. They've been on. They they would go in and do uh, council meetings or town hall kind of stuff. And they'd read. It's very funny. Oh, I do yes. know those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really funny. Really funny. And so I did their podcast yesterday, and they do an advice thing uh, to give advice, and which we might do because I I learned I like giving advice. Right. I think when you hit 40, you're just ready to start like giving out. And I'm in the beginning of giving advice. So I need to learn to get good. 
Because, you know, like an old man always has like something super, it's like very quick advice. Super profound, yeah. Just really great, you know. About comedy or just about No, life? no, it can be about anything. Comedy, life, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, an older, you get an old man, you know, he's like, leaves don't grow upside down or something. <laughs> I don't know. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, man. You know, it's just, he's got uh, it down. So I think you have to, when you hit 40, you have to start getting good at that yeah because so i'm not comfortable with it yet no well, like I, young, I have no advice your to advice give. is stupid that's right you're just a dumb kid <laughs> and so if you try to give me advice i'm like get out just leave aaron leave I, old man advice right here i try to give you advice and you never listen well his advice is stupid <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah that's it's lebanon for you uh he's from lebanon tennessee are you really uh, yeah, <laughs> you said that like that's incredible. Yeah, he like, made it out. He made it out. <laughs> Beirut, to, Lebanon. To yes, I am Nashville. from the place thirty miles from here. He made it out. So thank you. Yes, I was. I was. There was a few that were Nate yelling, "Get off his lawn!" Talking about the past. There is. A, there's a little bit. I social media is a problem. I think it's crazy. Here we go again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's someone else said the source thing too was like you should ask for. I get you should ask for sources. The newspapers should give you the sources. I don't like the system that we've built that random people are just asking. You know, it's like I don't like the system that the newspapers built. I well, I think they had a. <laughs> you you did that, and then the very next thing was the polls. You're like, who are these sources? So I think. Maybe oh, they yeah. question your contradiction. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a lot. I mean, the you don't did. know what you're complaining about. So you just get I get mad at all of it. It's the system that it's right. all built in. It's that the newspapers are not held up that random people have to ask for sources. And then I get annoyed too at the random people asking for sources. Because I just think people use use that as an excuse. They do. what's your sources? It's like being like, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, and what was, yeah, the other, what was it the thing that you just said? And then, oh, the polls. Oh, yeah. And who's taking these polls? Right. It is crazy. Who are taking these polls? We found out. Yeah, a few people in these comments are. Yeah. Well, and I mean, not the comments. I'm pointing at, you oh, know, who. That's right. Someone said everything you rented about, I then said, well, I do that. Yes. <laughs> that's what's, that's one of the things, right? Uh, so Jason Loham, on your moving on when you feel comfortable advice is spot on. There you go. I, knowing when to leave is crucial. Most people stay too long, and then they get stuck. As a pastor, I've moved a number of times. God grew me every time. Good advice. Good for him. I mean, that could be – I could see that. I bet as a pastor, that's tough You're because, you know, you're the pastor of this church, and you could stay there. And, I mean, you know what? I never even thought about that. A pastor actually – really probably does need to kind of keep it moving because it's going to get stale and you just, you know, it, it just gets too routine and too comfortable. Yeah. Huh. That is a, that's a, that's a very much a job with that advice. All right. He gets it. Uh, my favorite part of the podcast is when Nate ridicules some hypothetical person oh, for some specific behavior and then sits back and waits for Brian to say, I do that all the time. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Brian ruined your comment with uh, revealing it. You already revealed that guy's comment. That guy would have brought some heat, don't you think? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, was that the same guy? No. No, no. Like, a, we didn't get that guy's name. Uh, but yeah, that is funny. That is, yeah. 
I mean, you do do a lot of things that. I well, think you alienated like 99% of the people last week by saying, who's these people posting with three viewers on Facebook? Well, that's all of us. Yes. I, I, but their comments are one thing versus a video, like an actual production. That's the, like, it's leaving comments or that's, I get that. It's the, it's someone lecturing. It's someone making a video talking to an audience that's not there. That's the part that's funny to me. Mm. It's not even putting a video up. Putting a funny video up is like you're creating something you're hoping people see it. It's when the going live and then you see four people and you're like, what are we doing, man? I'm what so are we afraid doing? to go live on any social <laughs> media now. Cause I don't, I mean, how many people do you think you'd be? You get more than, Four. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. I'm afraid to try it. Oh, I hope it. Go try it. <laughs> Let us know. I hope it's six. I mean, that's what I mean. Like six people. Yeah. You really think about that. If I went live and six people were, I'd be like, all right. I mean, this is. We're good, I think right? you could tell them, guys. Let's, do you think we should just all go home? Right. We should. I mean, you're home. So let's wrap like, it up. Let's wrap it up, and everybody be like, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to five, and you're like, oh, that guy really agreed. I, I did a show last night. Instagram live show and you could see how many people were watching and it ranged from eight to ten the entire time. When we were done, it got down to five. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's tough to see while you're doing your act <laughs> yeah. or your set how many people are there watching. Yeah. That's tough. What was it? You, I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> you don't help them out? Not after yeah. I just said there's nobody watching. Yeah. Well, we can get them some watches. Oh, well. That's like uh you don't want to help. That's like someone drowning. You're like, I just said someone would drown. And I don't want to help him out of But drowning. he, uh, he's like, just help me drown. And you're like, nah, I just pointed out that, that the water looks rough today and the guy's out there, and, you know, and I. But you know, every, every time you do a show, well, maybe not you, but Aaron, when, and they're like, there's nobody there. And they're like, I don't know what happened. Last week it was packed. Every yeah. time. Every Almost time. Every time. Well, yeah. that's how. Well, I've said that. That's how a that, bunch. this guy was. That's how every show you would go do. I've done shows. I performed for one guy once. It's I've done shows where you go do it and they go, man, last weekend was crazy. I was always the comic that they got the last weekend. For some reason, I was on the longest stretch ever of being like, I missed the greatest show ever by one week every week. I was just like a traveling. How you doing? How's it going? How's it look tonight? Ah, man, tonight, I guess there's a it's always like something. I guess there's a replay of a football game tonight. It's not even something good. It's not some gigantic thing. He's like, I don't maybe. I always hear high school football is so big in this town. There's a good 30 for 30 airing tonight, so that probably hurt us. And you're like, ah, with DVR too? You don't think people – he's like, no, they want to see it live for some reason. Keith Hines, I was a a helicopter search and rescue guy, and we did sometimes get fooled by a Myler Balloons – Myler? Oh, I'm reading this so wrong. We did sometimes get fooled by Myler balloons. Sometimes when we were searching for a person in the water from 500 feet up in the air, Aaron was kind of right. I told y'all, balloons are killing people out here. Yeah, balloons are killing people. But, I mean, it didn't. It just, they got fooled. But that prevented them from finding somebody. So maybe people died because they go, well, we, you know, we lowered the the big you know the bed that gets lowered into yeah. the water yeah and their balloons in and the way and they keep they keep hitting it and the balloon just kind of keeps won't go in you know how you hit it like if you're trying to grab and it just keeps like going <laughs> yeah and you're like god i can't get under it. and then you're right. trying to get under it and it keeps moving yeah aaron you know what sources are this is your source 
Who's your source? Keith Hines, Aaron. That's right. <laughs> That's your source from now on. Uh, where's your source coming from this? Keith Hines. Oh, okay. <laughs> the boy don't play. Pretty sure they have been. there have been studies about how people are much ruder to each other because they're used to just bossing Alexa and Siri and the rest of the digital assistant things around and getting what they want. I told my kids that they weren't allowed to use Alexa unless they said please and thank you. Not sure it stuck, but at least I can say I tried to be a good dad in that regard. See, this is my source. The boy don't play. Who's your source? Boy don't play. He did it. He does it at home. That's good. We're trying to get our daughter, you know, to say yes, ma'am, more and yes, sir, and uh, you know, politeness is a it's a good thing. And I guess be polite to these robots. And when these robots take over, these kids, you know, robots gonna. There's an old Dane Cook joke. Where he's like, yeah, he's had the crazy kid at school that you know he'd always like buy him a Snickers or something. So like one day that kid comes in and shoots the whole school up. He looks at he looks at Dane and goes, "You're all right." And then keeps it, he's like, "You always just treat the." And that's what you got to do with robots now. Yeah. Treat treat the robots nicely, so when they do come after us all, they maybe go. I think you know they're like I don't understand niceness, but I think that guy. If I did know it, that was the guy trying to do. He it. said thank you. And when he talked, to he old yeah. me up a little bit. He would, he would plug me in. I always felt He's charged. Kept me with charged. Him. He yeah. kept me charged. He's a decent owner. And then they move on. Letter rip. Love the show, boys. I absolutely, absolutely disagree with Nate's stance on asking for a source. Uh, you should always ask for a source because reporters, broadcast journalists, and writers can literally report right anything and claim it as fact without posting a source. How would you ever know if it was fact, opinion, or pure speculation without being provided a source to where they get the, get the information that is being reported to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get the idea, but I'm saying we, we shouldn't be a, to a point that a guy has to ask a professional newspaper for a source. Like, you shouldn't be asking. They should be presenting. That's the point. They should be presenting the source. Okay. They should be like, here's the sources. I do get it. That's The system is what's messed up. Okay. And then seeing a comment that says, hey, what's your source? Mm-hmm. Is crazy. I, I think there's a mix of, like, the newspaper should be given sources, and then that guy, I bet that guy just goes around and asks people for sources. Mm-hmm. You know what? We should all just ask everybody for sources. Just start doing that. That's actually pretty fun to do. Just go and ask. Someone says anything, or the weather's going to be bad today. Yeah, what's your source about that? Where's your? I'd like to see your sources on the weather today. You challenge the weatherman about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying you? at home, just start. Oh, family. Everybody, friends family. family, friends, everybody just start doing that. Hey, is this 20? If you had Target, you know, is this 20% off? I don't think it is today. Well, what's your source that says that? Just ask everybody. Let's start asking everybody for sources. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, right? Yeah, I've done yeah. that with you before. Yeah. You'll Which say, th- th- they say, someone, and I was like, who's they? It's they. It's always they. Yeah. I do. Let's all ask. But I mean, get the dumber and dumber. <laughs> Try to go and see how dumb you can ask someone for a source that confuses them. What can you do that can go? I got Outback last steak. I got ordered Outback last night, and they uh, I ordered the, whatever I ordered, the steak. They didn't have, you know, filet or something, or prime rib they didn't have. And uh, I was really coming to some money, so I ordered the prime <laughs> rib at Outback. Uh, and they they go, we don't have the – we're out of prime rib. And I could ask that guy, well, yeah, what's, what's your, your sources? Source? Yeah, the chef in the kitchen? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what's his source? Yeah. What's yeah? That's what I should. Well, what's your source on this? Because it was just the manager that called me, and then I want to hear him go. Yeah, the chef in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I go, all right, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And then I move on. I go, all right. Then I'll take a, a ribeye. That's still down there. I didn't get eat. <laughs> I had a, you know, I did that JT pot. I would go. I got it. It was eight fifty three, and I was like. Oh, I'm supposed to do a podcast. And I was like, I was talking to him. I was pulling in my neighborhood. And I had to just come upstairs mm-hmm. and ate their salad with tangy tomato. Pretty good. They, they got great tangy tomato. Doing good stuff at Outback these days? They're, man, <laughs> their dressing is unbelievable. I don't think I've ever been to Outback. What? Really? That's yeah, crazy. More of a Logan's guy myself. I like Logan's too. Yeah. They got good bread. They do. Uh, Suck Finn to talk about. Are these the names? Yeah, some of them have yeah. like, you know, handles. Yeah. Polls and focus groups have always seemed like a joke to me. I used to do a focus groups all the time, like Aaron, and you re- and the research study places that facility that facilitate them. Oh no, this is a big one. <laughs> that facilitate them get paid. All right, I'm not crazy. Uh and the research studies study places that facilitate them and get paid to find a specific people to pull opinions from. This is not always easy to do. It got to a point where I did enough for a particular research study company that they would call me and say, okay, we need you to say you shop at this store twice a week or pretend you're a tobacco user and come in for this cigarette focus group. So now I just think all polls and focus groups have a thumb on the scale and are extremely inaccurate. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree I think that's true. I mean, think about a jury. Even in a jury, the lawyer, you know, I watched Seinfeld last night and they, uh, they talk, we get one coffee when he spills coffee on himself and he could give me one coffee drinker on that jury and yeah. we're, you're going to be a rich man. And he, and she goes, well, I'm a coffee drinker. And I don't, and Elaine says, I'm a coffee drinker. I don't side with you. He goes, well, you'd be weeded out. <laughs> that's right. And that's what jury, I mean, that's what they do. They weed the person out that they're trying to get to put it in your favor. Right. And that's the law. So that's supposedly you can't completely cheat that system. I'm sure it happens, but with a focus group, I mean, you're like, I'll give you 50 bucks. Just say you're on, you smoke. All right. I don't care. You know? And then we see that. That's what I'm talking about. This guy, Sutphin to talk about this guy. We should hang out. Uh, Doogie double takeout. (laughs) Depending on the topic, sometimes I think Nate is a genius, and sometimes I think he's an idiot. I mean, amen, brother. That's what I'm talking. I I like I like that. I think that's what I I want to think. That what that I was genius, and then what do you think now? Just an idiot. Well, I figured it out. I don't think you're doing rocket science over there. Huh? You figured what out? Whether I sometimes I used to think you were genius. Sometimes I think you're an idiot. I don't think that anymore. What do you think? Just idiot well, across the board? We'll let the listeners decide. You think an idiot. <laughs> uh, I, I Look, I sometimes my – a genius is going to be an idiot at times. That's what I think. I think if you're a genius, you're going to be an idiot. You, you know, say nobody's a genius across the board. They do some crazy dumb stuff. Their sure. things are at least they're giving ideas out. Yeah, They're tr- moving forward. They're not just, you know, volleying the ball back over. They're trying to spike it and win some. They're not, you know, this is this guy over here. Yeah. Just trying to keep the ball in play. Yeah. 
would rather the score be 0-0, we go home, never talk about the game ever again. I think most geniuses had <laughs> – That was a pretty genius analogy. <laughs> I, gotta, I mean, that was, that was well done. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so who is it? Am I the genius or the idiot? Or maybe you're the genius for getting it or the idiot for not getting it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Doogie double take out. Yeah, we double took that. Uh, all right. You and Doogie that idiot part. That was one too much. That was yeah, the idiot. Yeah. yeah. He kept going. I think I'm good out the gate, and then it's what follows. Leave him wanting more. Whole sauce. I love Brian, but there's no way he never worked at a blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is true. Still wears his uniform. I, I did not work at a Blockbuster. I did work at a video store, though. I was going to say, you seem what more video like a family store? video guy. I tried Blockbuster, and I didn't get accepted. Oh, that was the big big league. I worked at Mega Video. Feature Mega Films, video man. You're doing feature films now. <laughs> you worked at Mega, what is it? Mega Video yeah. in Murfreesboro. Yeah. And uh, in, when I was in college. You loved you loved helping people, didn't you? I, did, I loved it. It was you my favorite it. job ever. Yeah. I uh, would people come in with like give me your recommendations for movies and stuff back? How did that work? A lot. Uh, and we were the only place that um, in Murfreesboro that sold adult videos. Oh, do you remember video stores used to have like a back room? That's probably before your time. You remember this? Yeah, I'm aware of that phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so all these like Murfreesboro council members and stuff would come in there and wow, the big and, wigs of the town would rent, come in, yeah. And- Oh, so you would see them come in. Video stores are like the one thing now that small towns have that big cities don't. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, small, like they, yeah, there's one, there's a blockbuster in Alaska, I think is the last one. Yeah, I know they're, yeah, but I think there's some small towns now that still have video stores. I went to yeah. a pizza place in Illinois a couple of years ago. And you, If you got a pizza, you got a free DVD rental. Oh, there's nice. a place attached to it. So there's yeah. still a few places like huh. that. I I, mean, I do on. I definitely miss it. I miss going in and being like, what are we gonna get? Because it may it added to it's like going to the movies. It added to it. You would get in your car, you go drive to Blockbuster, you walk around, you're looking at everything. You're it, it, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Is it where is that says Holly who's being crazy right now? Did she want out? Or did you, she's looking up here for something. I think she wanted the Seinfeld DVDs. Oh. Yeah. Our dog, Holly, a little more active. Uh, uh, Abdiel Flores. Flores? Uh, Abdiel Flores. Nate, have two toddlers, work full-time, attend college full-time, Vol State. All right. Former. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> and I do all of the polls for $10. All of them. That's good. I like that. But she does, yeah, she gets them 10 bucks. She does it for the money. But she is two toddlers, works full-time, and college. So she's she's someone we want to take the polls. Yeah. She's doing all the things. Yep. She's a mom, working full-time, and college. I mean, she's a dream poll person. Yep. Yeah. She should get more than $10. She's finding the time. Pano P, I really like all three of you. There are times I want Brian or Aaron to ask Nate, what are you talking about? Nate, you are scattered but endearing. As for social media, I couldn't agree more. This felt like I'm getting sit down by my boss. <laughs> I could, for social media, I couldn't agree more. People have no shame as to what they will do to get some attention in a completely oversaturated world of people wanting to be rich and famous. As Nate said, just step to the side. That goes for both people that are famous for doing the dumbest thing to those that have two people watching. I mean, I don't know about you. She says, uh, you're scattered but endearing. I, I get that. But then they agree with you. 
But then they're, yeah. And totally. Then, I don't know if Pano is a man or a woman. I'll be honest. They were pretty scattered there in that comment. I don't really know what the second half of that comment meant. I tried to follow it. I kind of gave up. I think they're agreeing with Nate oh. about people who are trying to get famous in social media and have two. It's oversaturated. Yeah. It's being that no one, like we said, no one being famous. Famous used to mean something. Famous used to be your craft. You were unbelievable your craft. And now it's kind of anybody can do it. And if someone gets a video that goes the right way, then just a person, someone that doesn't have the talent to do an hour long show, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's when you see musicians go out. And, but they all kind of go away. I mean, you see what you watch people. I think, did we talk, maybe we talked about that. It was like, it'll be interesting to see YouTubers, like you're going to see them like waiting tables. Like you're going to, did we talk about that last week? Not really. Uh, but it's like, there's an idea I thought about, there's going to be a point where you're going to end up being like, I recognize my server. He had a meme go viral, but there's no money in it. So like having your 15, there's actually going to really be 15 seconds of fame. You know, that saying never really, someone would always say it. Everybody has their moment. 15 minutes of fame. 15 minutes of fame. Everybody has their moment or whatever, but there's going to be a point where your moment is going to be millions of people saw your face and maybe your meme still gets shown around. And then you're going to see that guy just at a regular job. Cause he's not gonna be able to, you know, you're not, there's gonna be too much of that that you're not gonna turn it into something that's concrete that people will spend money for. Right. And so you're gonna be like, I think I've met my server before. And then you're like, ah, oh, he's the, he need a popsicle too fast in a YouTube video. You're like, oh, that's right. You still got a headache from that? He's like, ah, you know, still getting after it. And then he gets tipped a little more because you're like, ah, oh, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, he's, he's fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Robert Hort abstained from washing her hands out of respect for Poppy today. That was when Poppy died. That's a, that's pretty funny. Yep, it's funny because Poppy didn't wash his hands. Poppy died of COVID for not washing his hands. Sad. No, I don't know what he died. Uh, caught up to Poppy. Okay? He wasn't prepared for the COVID nineteen times. He always refused to wash his hands. Two more. Tyler Johnson. Nate can be a little harsh on Bates. Keep it up, you guys. Love it. I don't. I think he's saying keep going. I know. I don't. I agree with that. Nate can be a little harsh on Bates. Keep it up. Uh, he loves love it. it. He loves it. Yeah, because it's he points funny. it out and he loves it. Last one, Nick Brownell. If you want to help a traffic, just have Nate go wave those <laughs> big weird orange hands around in the road to direct cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, that was you know. I don't. I think they're getting toned down. <laughs> I hope so. Went into the golf lesson this morning already. Got after it. trying to get real good at golf. You're gonna see. I'm gonna start a golf podcast at some point. Because I, I love it too much. Uh, all right. That's the comments. Hope you guys like that. We appreciate you guys commenting. We think they're funny. We think they're interesting. We want to have y'all. So you have some say into this, you know, so you don't, you know, you don't think we didn't forget about you. Uh, I know I'm not on social media a lot, so I know it's sometimes I get a lot of people wanting to interact and I don't really do it often. So uh, this is the interaction. So if you want to interact uh we're eventually get an email maybe we have advice you know stuff like that maybe you don't like these comments but that's why you can fast forward that's what this podcast is about skip ahead man to your parts yeah we don't care bates and i were talking somebody commented uh i i wish the comments weren't at the front and then the next comment was i love that they're in the front of the it's just nobody you know fast forward if you don't like it. yeah that's the that's figure out your system in watching this yeah to be that's the that's the don't you know 
This we're trying to put it in. A, I think you got to start with the comments because it's going to be weird for us to go back into comments. Yeah, at especially the end. if they're about the previous episode. Yeah, it's not going to make sense. Yeah. So just fast forward. I mean, hopefully, I don't know. We don't know how long that was, but it was. You know, <laughs> try to make them like twenty minutes or something. But just fast, you know, just kind of you can guess. I, I fast forward through most podcasts. <laughs> I don't listen to this garbage, man. <laughs> All right. I fast forward through this one. I've honestly, I go through and just skim and make sure, you know, I don't have like a sleeve hanging off, but I don't even care. All right. So the new, as you know, we're still trying to, I'm trying to figure out what's the angle of this. What's the, you know, I mean, we're starting a podcast, doing a show. It's, you know, we kind of stumbled into this talking about like kind of crazy things and kind of going down these rabbit holes. And uh, a couple. This one we're going to talk about today. To get it started, I've I've come up with uh, a new little system of thinking. I will take a, a joke from my act because that's what's going to start this podcast today. And we're going to do a joke from our act, and then we are going to build off of that from that joke, the rabbit hole from the start of the joke. And uh, so we'll see if this works. We'll go try this until we stop it because it's stupid. No, that's how. That's the point of this. Um, so the joke today uh, that we're going to do is uh, two thumbs Bargetsy. And it's a, it's a big famous joke of mine. No, it was on Brad Paisley on Tonight Show and also Brad, Paley, Brad, Brad Paisley's Comedy Roundup. Or, oh, this is on Netflix. Uh, but two thumbs Bargetsy, we're going to play it for you right now. My last name is uh, Bargetsy. Uh, I know nothing about the history of my family. I've never like really looked into it. So I asked a great uncle, told me a pretty wild story. We had a guy in our family uh, that got, he got killed, got murdered actually by a sickle, like the thing the Grim Reaper carries. And this was like the 1800s too, just so you don't have to feel, it's not a recent story. Um, we're over it as a family. So the guy, it was his own fault too. Uh, the guy's nickname, they called him Two Thumbs, Two Thumbs Bargetsy. And the reason they called him that was because he had two thumbs on one hand, but still had the other thumb. So not even a good nickname. I'm Two Thumbs Bargetsy. Everybody but him is Two Thumbs Bargetsy. He's the only not Two Thumbs we've ever had in the history of our family. So... Like I said, he was a troublemaker. Two thumbs, he was uh, hooking up with this guy's wife. So he's at her house. He leaves. Uh, the neighbor sees him. He gives him two thumbs, one hand up, you know. And the neighbor's like, all right. Uh, the husband gets home. The neighbor was like, hey, your wife's cheating on you with this dude. And he was like, who's the guy? And he was like, I don't know his name, but he had two thumbs on one hand, if that helps. And, you know... The guy was like, that helps a lot. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, I didn't know you were going to be that specific. So I know exactly who it is. So Two Thumbs was at home. This is all what I was told. He was at home. He was gardening. He was extra good at gardening. And he's sitting there. He's gardening. And the, the sickle's there. And then he kills him. He kills him with it. And that's it. That's basically it. But... Here's, here's the lesson, all right, guys? Uh, the lesson is, if you're doing something shady, that's not the time to stand out, you know? <laughs> like, don't, you don't want to be different then. Put your dumb hand in your pocket. 
If, I mean, if I had three legs and was going to rob a bank, I'm going to be the getaway driver. I'm not going to gallop in the bank with all three legs. Just blend in. That's the real message. Just don't stand out. Uh, all right. Two thumbs, Bargetsy. That joke. It's a great joke. It's a, it's a good little story. Ronnie Bargetsy, my, uh, he's my second cousin. He coached at Vanderbilt in the 70s. Uh, I just said my uncle. Like it's, he's, uh, I always think it's kind of weird to say your cousin, and then it's like a 70-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, my, he, but he was, my dad lived with him when he, my dad, that's how my dad got to Nashville. So he moved in with uh, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie's an uh, amazing person. Ronnie Bargetsy, he's the Bargetsy that my whole life has been. You Ronnie's boy? Like, because he was at Vanderbilt. Everybody knows Ronnie. He announced the Vandy Games. Bates used to listen to. I did. Ronnie. Uh, so That's if cool. you listen to Vandy Games, yeah. And so Ronnie's the one told me, so we were doing Christmas at his, I think it was his house or something. We did Christmas one year. And he was, I forget, he just told me something. And I, but I remember thinking, I was like, I could maybe do that. I could tell this story somehow. Uh so that's my crime. I mean, do you guys have any crime in your family? Any? Nothing. I got a second cousin that's been to jail a time or two for some minor offenses, but nothing crazy. Just you know, you got a cousin that just life that's got some good stories. Yeah. I mean, do y'all ask him? Do you ask him questions? Or I mean, you... I see it. I've seen it a couple times on a website. Yeah. He's never been to prison. Yeah. It's just like you know. But do you see him often? Maybe once a year. In between? In if, between in and out? It really is. Sometimes he's yeah. not there. Yeah. Is he coming this year? You're like, ah, he was, but, you know, he couldn't. The door was unlocked. What's he going to do? Not steal the stereo system, you know? And then, uh, so then everybody's like, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Do you have anybody? No, I got nobody. A friend or anything no. that's done anything? Uh, yeah, it's just normal, you know, college stuff. People get in trouble. Nothing serious. Thank God. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like you get in trouble with like the RA or something. Oh, underage drinking yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, bar fights, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did I have a male school? Uh, I don't know if we had any, I'm trying to, man, did I have a friend? They may go to jail, prison. You know, what's really a bummer now is they, when you get arrested now, they put your screen, like your mugshot is online forever. That's how I know about like my second cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone will send it to me. I mean, there's people that just end up in, they're just in prisons. I mean, they're in jail, like just in and out of trouble. Like they're just in trouble a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You just have people that are like, yeah, they're all in trouble. Like everybody's in prison or, you know, it's, in prisons, jail is just your local jail. You're usually in and out, right? In prisons, it's the real deal. Yeah. That's when you're like, go to trial and sentenced. Man, speak that like so that my two thumbs is my is our family crime, and it is. I mean, it's all a true story. Uh, it's very funny. I mean, it's very it's funny now. But it and is when did insane. that happen? Eighteen uh, hundreds. Yeah. What did I say? I don't know what I said. Eighteen hundreds. Yeah. 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 I think it was like that. Maybe it's nineteen. Yeah. Maybe early. It was a long, long time ago. Yeah. I mean, he was. You know where? I mean, you could kill someone. Like, you know, I don't. I, you know, you think back then, like how they even catch anybody. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could just kill anybody. 
I mean, you could. It used to be just you could kill anybody you wanted to. Not that long ago, like DNA yeah. wasn't really widely used till the nineties. You ever watch old movies? When you watch old movies, they the, are the mob. Like I was watching uh, mafia movies, and the mafia. I mean, dude, they would just shoot people in restaurants. Yeah, and they just get away with it, like and just be gone because there's no cameras, no DNA. So you just walk in. No ballistics. With no, the bu- gun. Yeah. yeah. You just they, they throw the gun in a river, and they move on. Yeah. And as long as there's no eyewitnesses, and no one's going to eyewitness yeah. these guys, it's like footprints is the only thing they could look for. I the mean, cops what, have no thing yeah, to go off. What of. were they doing? John Mulaney is a you know that joke about DNA, the yeah. blood. No, he has a great joke about uh, before DNA. They were like uh, lieutenant. The, there's a pool of the the suspect's blood here on the floor, and you're like, "Ugh, gross!" Yeah, <laughs> get that cleaned up so yeah. we can get on this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, not knowing. Yeah, that's funny. Speaking of family, uh, which we were thinking about, like famous, like some famous crimes, some famous. What's some good family? Since the, since none of you guys brought anything to the table, <laughs> and you grow up a bunch of losers. <laughs> I come from a genius idiot family, the idiot genius family, where we're murdering people. (laughs) We also had two uh, two people in our family in the circus, a tightrope. Your family? Yeah. And I I don't know a ton about it. You know, that's the stuff. Sometimes I get told something, and I go, that's crazy, and I just move on. You wouldn't ask a follow-up about that? You should ask one, and I will now. Okay. I will now. My dad's a magician, so I'm, I'm used to a lot coming at me. That's true. There's not a lot of stuff that I'm like, what? We have something crazy? You're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense now. I'm a comedian. My dad's a magician. My dad's uh, president of the International Brotherhood of Magicians. Just got it. Big, big is a big honor. Truthfully, right yeah. now, for the next for the next year. So we're Congrats. very, very proud that's, of him. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm used to, you know, my grandma's in the bowling hall of fame. It's weird stuff, man. We're just used to stuff coming at what you. What know? job could your daughter have one day that would shock you? I mean, just some educational job, you know, like really a real job. Yeah, a lawyer yeah. would blow my yeah. would blow my mind if yeah. she is just, you know, a doctor. If she's a doctor or yeah. something, she's not doing That'd some be, kind of scheme. That's like the, we're very scheming. <laughs> like we always come over. We're trying to trick you into making money. <laughs> just like I'll tell you funny jokes. I'll be the fun guy in the corner, and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll pay for that. <laughs> we're always that guy, or we'll kill you. <laughs> so <laughs> we could see yeah. or well, or we get killed actually yeah so we're thinking of like famous crimes crimes through history baby Lindbergh the Lindbergh kidnapping March 1st 1932 the 20 month old son of aviator Charles Lindbergh was kidnapped from his home in High, Highfields New Jersey a homemade ladder was found under the window of the child's room for the next two and a half months America and much of the world were revisited by Riveted. daily Riveted by also revisited, <laughs> riveted and revisited by daily updates and speculation from the police search for baby Charles. Suspicion spared no one, not even the Lindberghs. In April, news spread that a ransom had been paid, but still no child was recovered. Finally, in May, the child's corpse was found by the side of the road, not far from the Lindberghs' home. Baby Charles had been uh, bludgeoned to death not long after he had been kidnapped. The resulting trial, sentencing, and execution of German carpenter and ex-convict Bruno Richard Hauptmann for the crime would extend the infamy of the case for four more years. 
It was called the crime of the century. So they did for sure. Those are the guys that did it. Well, uh, there's always people who speculate that, you know, it wasn't him. I think he denied it to the end, but there was some strong evidence because this is what's so crazy. Back then, he sent uh, ransom letters to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they just didn't get the police involved or not. This is just what I looked up on here. But uh, another guy got involved and wrote an editorial in the paper, said you should give the baby up. And he's like, well, you bring me the money. So a third party got involved, and this guy brought him ransom money to a cemetery and gave it to him. Can you imagine doing that now? Like, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. The police would be hiding. They'd be all yeah, over you, but right. it worked. He gave yeah. him the ransom money, and the guy did not give him the baby. Yeah. And then later they found some of the ransom money on him. There was a lot of evidence against the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's such a crazy – Yeah, I mean, I, I guess back then that was just such a shocking thing. For so this guy, steal yeah, it from a window, the, climbed yeah. in a window. How famous was Charles Lindbergh? I mean, I think back then it was. I don't even know what it'd be equivalent to now. He was an av- so he just flew planes, and he was that famous. He was the first American to fly solo across the Atlantic. I think he's one of the most famous people in the world at that time. Okay, yeah, and you, I mean, but would people know him more because of this kidnapping? You know, that's all I know him for. Yeah, really. Now, yeah, yeah. So he would be like a like a Neil Armstrong type, like a yeah that sort of figure. Okay, which back then is when that mattered. That's when flying was a new thing. Yeah, and so like that's when and people actually you know now I don't it's you know like social media you know like yeah I was trying to think of an equivalent. No one now you mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, look that guy that went to space. Uh, he's running for something. His bald heads. His name's Scott. He, he lived in space for a year. Oh, Scott Kelly? Yeah. Scott, uh, Gabby Gifford's husband, right? Who has a twin brother? Yes. Yeah, he lived in space for a year. Yeah. So, I mean, it has to be. It's either that guy or not. That's funny. <laughs> like, I don't Was it a twin brother? You're like, uh, he lived in space for a year, so it's either. Does he have a mole? Yeah. Well, he did live in space for a year. So, unless your guy lived in space also for one year, I don't know if we're on. If you can't recognize him from the... He lived in space for one year. Oh, is he bald? Uh, <laughs> he was a guy. I started following him on social media, and uh, I just remember he was like always out, like he's always like doing stuff when he came back. You could, just, I think, just wanted to be around people. Yeah, I was thinking about like his family. He's back with his family. You're like, is it weird? Yeah, are they? You know, I bet he feels heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's because he was in gravity. Because he was a big guy. Uh, is that what you mean? No. Is he kind of is it a fat joke? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, is that guy the most famous guy on the planet? No. Not even close. We just no. argued his. He lived in Who space for a yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So, but if his kid had been kidnapped, maybe. maybe no, I think Charles Lindbergh was way famous before this happened. Okay. I mean, that's we were so curious about stuff. You gotta think now we're not curious about any. You know, it's like what could you be curious about if, even if someone went to Mars and lived on it? You th- I mean, we're in a world now. You'd be like, I'd keep an eye. You know, you maybe maybe catch it in the news. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you just kind of we feel like we've done everything, or someone has done everything. I mean, they are saying we have aliens and we don't care. Exactly, yeah. and they're saying they're so. Until we 
talk to the alien. Like, it's crazy. Hmm. It's yeah. crazy. What's it going to So take? back then, that was, I mean, flying was changing the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, now you're going to change the world. They're going to come up with stuff to change the world, but it's going to be like energy different and stuff that you're like, I don't care about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do I not go to the gas station anymore? You're like, no, you don't. You're like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll go do something else. Uh, you know, you just get used to it. Another big famous uh, family one, uh, Patricia Hearst, granddaughter of newspaper magnate, magnet? Yeah. Mag- like a magnet. Newspaper magnet? Yeah. What is that? So It's like a... <laughs> I don't know what magnate means, but just call it a magnet. This is how you say it. Is it magnate or magnet? I think it's magnet. Magnet. Okay. He's the granddaughter of a newspaper magnet. Any thoughts? <laughs> he's the thing that holds your. It's a. He's the guy that invented the things that hold the newspaper clippings on a refrigerator. Uh, oh, so it has nothing to do with newspaper. You're like, no, it was just he was the guy that you know how you keeps all the pages. Together. You know when you have an article you write and you want to have it on the refrigerator. Mm. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that was, that was way off. I'd have went into two different buildings looking for him. I just had no. I'm here for William Randolph, uh, the guy that made the magnets that hung newspapers. Yeah, you know, you know him. Uh, granddaughter of newspaper magnet. I mean, it can't be magnet. Magnate? Oh, it's, it's magnate. Say tycoon. That's better. Patricia Hearst, granddaughter of newspaper magnate. Uh, William Randolph Hearst became the central character of one of the biggest news stories of the turbulent 1970s. It was shocking enough on February 4th, 1974, when the 19-year-old Harris was kidnapped by a ratty band of Bay Area. Man, that was a that was a run. We were on a that was kidnapped by a ratty band of Bay Area urban revolutionaries, the Simonese National... I mean, come on. <laughs> this is... What is this? I, I don't feel like the sentence was ever ending. Uh, Simonese National Liber- Liberation Army, who demanded as ransom that her father feed all the hungry in California. Wow. But then, just over two months later, she was seen on camera assisting them in a bank robbery. Soon enough, the kidnapped victim had an arrest warrant of her own. It would be nearly a year and a half before she was captured. Despite the defense's strategy of brainwashing, her two-month trial in 1976 led to a seven-year sentence. It was later commuted by then-President Jimmy Carter, and she served only 22 months. Bill Clinton granted her a full pardon on the day he left office. Hearst is now 66. That's wild. We have Hearst here right now. Hearst, uh, <laughs> Patricia Hearst, what's up with all the big words in your family? Patricia, let's cut to the chase here. Is your dad, <laughs> did he do anything with magnets? <laughs> At all. That's all She's we want. Like, yeah. Uh, did you have magnets? Were magnets invented when you were growing up? <laughs> do you remember the baby Charles Lindbergh? How do you know Charles Lindbergh? Hey, Patricia, how do you know? Charles Lindbergh ring, ring a bell? How do, what do you know him from? <laughs> you know him from his aviating, or do you know him from his kid that was kidnapped? Uh, there's a movie about this, right? 
I think so. Uh, if not, that's there should be. A, I knew nothing about that story. That's pretty crazy. She's been in a few shows too, and I'd heard the name. It's movies. one of those names that's part of the yeah zeitgeist. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's. It's. I mean, so she was. She wrote a. Yeah, this must have been a huge story. Yeah. I mean, what what a fun you know not a fun story, but I mean, this is kind of a fun story. Yeah, so it's kind it's of kind of fun. Everybody, like if it you're, is fun. Yeah. it is fun. Like if you're, I mean, imagine the same. I mean, just all like how wrapped up you would be in it, how crazy it would be. You know, like we, I'm gonna kind of jump ahead, but like it's like those famous stories. It's that that you, that you get wrapped up in. Yeah, or you know, I started watching. I went through some of them because I had someone talk about the. Uh, the like tabloid cases, like that Patty Hearst one had to be a gigantic, yeah. Tab, I mean, like just wall to wall coverage, you know, like just what's going on. Because I mean, they thought she was kidnapped first, and then she's True. a part of it, yeah. And then she just wants there to feed father feed all the hungry in California. I to, read that they her father gave like two million dollars to some hunger organization, yeah. I mean, just you have so much money. Yeah, she got there was a movie, was it? I think there's been a few miniseries and stuff. Yeah. I don't think there's one movie that like is well known. Like I remember uh, the the biggest tabloid that I remember, uh, Holloway, Natalie Holloway. That one was I remember seeing that happen, and I remember following it, and like always trying to keep up with it. Which one was that? Natalie, she Aruba. She went to oh, Aruba. Was the high girl. school yeah. kid, right? Yeah. And then they were on a trip, and then she met Vandersloof, that guy. And then, you know, that, that guy got away with it. And then that guy killed someone else at another in another country. Really? Oh, yeah. That was a great Patrice O'Neill. He opens his special, and he goes, remember Natalie Holloway? Talking about, like, the, the media only cares about white girls. Yeah. And uh, he goes, what was his name? And everybody's like, Natalie Holloway. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. And then that Vandersloof just killed that other girl. And he goes, and then that Vandersloof killed another girl. He's like, I can't, you know. And she was like, another country. I mean, I don't remember now. Yeah. And he goes, what was her name? And everybody goes, ah. And he goes, exactly. And it's very funny. <laughs> because it's the way he's leading into it, you're like, yeah, that's right. You know that he did it again. And you're, and he goes, well, what's her name? And he goes, ah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh but it's yeah. That, I mean, I followed that story a lot. I mean, that was so great. I mean, these are heart, you know, heart wrenching stories. And seeing all this other stuff, I mean, you know, it's like Casey Anthony was. I watched her. You know, I remember all that. My mom is obsessed with these. I think this is a very your mom. Your mom loves. Most moms love this. Nancy kind of Grace and all those. Oh all those yeah, yeah. Stories. they love that stuff. And I mean, I, you, I, everybody loves it, but they can get wrapped up into it. And, you know, Casey Anthony, that whole, I mean, God, that was nuts. I watched that, you know, I, there's great stuff on Hulu. You can usually see where they kind of, cause you kind of forget, you know, it's easy to forget that how big the story was yeah. and then how much media coverage it is i mean these people go from nobodies to the most famous people on earth yeah and people are investigating i mean they're just they can't do anything everything that they do in public gets just scrutinized and you're like why did they do that why did they say that i mean casey anthony like there's all this stuff they called her she called the nanny zanny and so that's zanny is the slang for uh zan or what's the drug Xanax. xanax yeah so Zanny, so they think 
that she was like, oh, where's she at? She's like, oh, she's with Zanny the nanny. And so, like, she was saying that there was this nanny that would watch, you know, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee Anthony, right? Uh, yeah. Her daughter. Yeah. And then would watch her, and then she would be – so then they were like, well, Zanny's a – because Casey Anthony's doing all these drugs. And so that, that she thinks she would give her Xanax, her kid, to put her to sleep so you she didn't have she to watch it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any of these cases that you follow you don't think they did it? Or you question – uh yeah, I mean Casey Anthony, I think she killed her. I, I could see that idea. She killed her daughter some accidentally way, and yeah. then it exploded from there. And she tried to uh-huh. fix it. And uh, uh, Amanda Knox, God, maybe Amanda Knox. I for kind of I watched her. Amanda thing. Knox. It, it's interesting. I was going to ask you about this. Some of these cases, you only really remember the first part of it. Like yeah. the Amanda Knox, she was acquitted and it's 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 pretty much accepted she had nothing to do with yeah. what happened. Yeah. But people only remember the first it's like the Duke Lacrosse kids. Yes. So many people don't remember that the Duke Lacrosse kids were totally exonerated yeah. from everything. But yeah. you only remember the first part of the story. Amanda Knox is one of those. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is she her roommate? Right or something? Yeah, she was a uh, college student studying abroad, and her I think her roommate or some, somebody she was staying with yeah. was murdered. She was yeah. blamed. Her and her yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then it came out that it was just it was a, some random dude. Yeah, yeah, broken in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're usually, you know, I mean, they usually say you're going to be killed by someone you know. Scott Peterson. I had someone uh, KFC uh, Kevin at Barstool. He went on a big thing about Scott Peterson. And I told I still don't agree with him. And then he got like he got me into like I was like, well, let me watch, you know, because I was like, I don't remember. I know Scott Peterson, obviously, but I, I wasn't watching these things just, you know, wall to wall coverage. And they uh, and so I watched Scott Peterson because he's like, maybe he didn't do it and all this stuff. And then when you watch it, I most things I watched uh, making a, making a murder. Right. When you watch that, if you watch everything with the idea that. You know, you're like, well, what are they not showing me? Yeah. They have yeah. to not be showing me something. And with Scott Peterson, I mean, he goes to the this weird he goes to the place where they found her body. He had a boat. He goes fishing the day she goes missing at that lake. There's a lot of you're like, well, what's he doing out there? It's when you're trying to really convince you that the, he didn't do it, that's when there's a problem. When you're they're trying to overly be like, yeah, but I mean, just because he was out of that boat doesn't mean, you know, you're really trying to convince someone yeah. that he's innocent then you're like well now i don't really believe it because you're you're really having to work hard i would think uh, with a lot of these big cases at least it's pretty obvious you know it's if he didn't do it it'd be pretty obvious and then he would scream from the towers that he didn't do it mm-hmm. and he was like he was calling he had another girlfriend uh i mean the craziest thing there was a robbery across the street that same day from that house which is i mean <laughs> Talk about a neighborhood. You're like, what goes on in your neighborhood? How's the crime in your neighborhood? How is it? I mean, you got a robbery over here, murder over here. I mean, a lot going on. Are you here for the crime? Like, that's that would be a neighborhood. You're like, I would like to move in more crime neighborhood. You're like, do we have the neighborhood for you? Scott Peterson happened there. Robbery over there. Did they get together and do it together? No. Two separate things happening at the same time. The Mendez brothers, I haven't watched. I want to watch that. I don't really remember that at all. I'd be very curious about that. There's a documentary on yeah. Netflix, so I'm actually going to go watch that. Jody Arias, <laughs> I remember. I watched her. 
kind of thing. It's all it's on Hulu. It's like you'll you'll break down like a story. You I want to watch the big, you know, the big media covered. She was just a crazy person. <clears throat> Jody was. And uh what'd she do? She killed the guy was Mormon and she dated him and he lived in Utah. And then she I think they broke up and he had two roommates. And then they broke up and then she kind of showed back up. And then it was, and then she left and she killed him like in a shower. And he was just dead for two days before I think he might realize that because they were supposed to go on a trip. He was going to go on a trip and it didn't happen. And then they found, but I mean, the roommates, because then everybody's like, well, the roommates, how do you, you know, because that's what everybody does. They go, how do you not, how do you not notice a dead body in your house? But the roommates are like, I don't know. We didn't go in his room, man. Like, yeah. you know, where you're like, <clears throat> I don't know. He's working. He leaves yeah. early. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you, I think you can easily, as your roommates, be like, you just don't cross paths. Yeah. I've lived in with, with my old roommate. I, there was just a whole half of the house I would never, never go over there. So he could, he could have been there for weeks dead yeah. before I'd noticed. Yeah. You'd have you to know? start smelling it. And then right. you look really bad. Right. But yeah, you're just like, yeah, man, I didn't go. You know, it's like your roommates. I mean, yeah, you probably would, you cross paths. Yeah, every now and then. You watch TV together. I mean, I always had roommates that were my friends. I never was into the, I never got into the, you have the roommate, you know, people have roommates that they don't even know them. Yeah. And like, so it got very much, the longer you do that. But, you know, yeah, there'd be days where you, you could not do it. But yeah, she was crazy. Uh, I don't know Susan Smith. She's the one that drowned her kids oh, in the, that drove the car like in the water. Yeah, that's nuts, too. Yeah. That stuff's brutal. Uh, just brutal, man. I hate it because you have a kid. It's just, <clears throat> you know, kids are so innocent, and they just obviously don't deserve any of this. Uh, let's lighten it up a little bit, Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, just go, oh, this kid murdered his parents. All right, so uh, <laughs> it's just got to be fun. Yeah. Let's just try to be fun. Uh, the D.B. Cooper plane hijacking. We're just, I mean, obviously, we go in through this, maybe some crimes. This is all stimming off two thumbs. Uh, two, um, oh, man. What? I need to pick some D.B. Cooper plane hijacking. Uh, I mean, I can give you the highlights if you'd like. Yeah, give the highlights. So, in 1971, this guy... Uh, told the flight attendant, he was on a flight in the Pacific Northwest. He told the flight attendant he had a bomb. He lifted the briefcase, showed her he had what appeared to be a bomb. And Did she ask what his source was on the bomb? That's what she <laughs> just said. <laughs> Who's uh, your source? I'd like to see some sources on, at least show me more that's connected. Well, you know, the funny thing is, that I read it, he handed her a note. And she just assumed it was a guy hitting on her, and she just put it in her purse. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, ma'am, you might want to read that note. Mm -hmm. And then she read it, and it was like, I have a bomb. But isn't that funny? Like she just so funny. It must have been so common back then. Yeah. He goes, she's like, oh. And then she puts it in her purse, and then he's like, he's got to ring the bell again. (laughs) And then she comes back, and he's like, I mean, could you read the note? And she's like, oh. (laughs) And then he's just like. He just keeping a like a look at her, just like, and then she goes, uh, and she's still not going to read it. And then she looks back at him, and he's like, <laughs> like he's doing that, like that's what he's having. To, I mean, he thinks 
it's going to be this cool, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have a bomb. He's like, I do have a bomb. He stands up. Everybody's scared. And having to be... <laughs> just, I know. And she's like, let me just give a couple drinks. And he goes, okay. Uh, and, then he has to, and then he has to let him get the... And then she does a couple drinks. Another note probably from another guy. He's like, oh. And then... He's like, no, don't, no, don't. Now you're gonna be confused. She reads that. You read that note first, and then he sits finally, just and she goes, "I bomb." She looks and he goes, "Yeah, I told you, yeah, yeah, yeah." A little different. Maybe don't be so judgmental and think every guy's hitting on your sweetheart. Yeah. You're probably, I mean, the definitely said sweetheart back then. Toots. Hey, sweet, hey, toots. Maybe don't think everybody's hitting on you, all right? I don't think you're that hot anyway to begin with. Anyway, I have a bomb. Back to my bomb stuff. <laughs> So he uh, showed her the bomb, and they land the plane. He forces them to land the plane somewhere. They announce to the passengers that there was like a maintenance issue or something, and they get him his ransom money. I mean, you think he's even going, there's a maintenance issue? And he's like, I hear there's a bomb. He's like starting the rumor <laughs> going, don't quote me, but I'm hearing some other people. I was up front earlier to the bathroom. I think it's a bomb. And he had a. He said he lowered his his shade. He didn't say this, but they said he lowered his shade to keep from a sniper, like taking him out while yeah. they're on the tarmac. And then uh, he get a window seat. He's doing this from a window seat, Ooh, apparently. Wow. And I think uh, you'd want to be loose. I say I feel more in control of the situation yeah. in an aisle seat. Maybe I'd back be in then, first class. He too. had to pass I mean, the note across somebody else yeah. to the stewardess. Excuse me, can I? <laughs> Sorry, could you give her this? Yeah, could you hand her this note? Could you? Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> and then he showed her the bomb. He the, she had to lean over a person <laughs> in the aisle seat. What's that? <laughs> uh, he's just the guy in the middle. <laughs> Did like, he actually have a bomb on the plane? I'm not sure. Um, but they get him his ransom money. The flight takes back off, and uh, he has a parachute, and he straps on the parachute. Oh, I think they got everyone off the plane except him. And then the flight takes off, and he jumps from the plane and uh, never found. So, Body or uh, I think for some reason, I feel like they uh, – well, what's crazy is like that they got everybody off the plane, then it – Kind of say, but I guess the pilot, so they don't want the pilots to die. So, yeah, they, the they pilot just said they, they could tell from the air pressure in the back, like, you know, what's going on. And they could tell that a door was opened. And then they finally feel comfortable enough, to like, let's go look. And he's mm -hmm. gone. And they never found his body. They've found a few of the bills scattered, I think, over the years, but no one still knows who he is. It was a fake name. They don't even know the identity of the guy. Um, so it's a kind of a crazy story. You're never going to know. I mean, that's what's crazy is you're never, you know, you're never going to know. Yeah. There's like a few suspects that they think maybe, but most of them are dead now. Do they know how old this guy looked back then? Because this is 1971. Yeah. I'm wondering what, what are the chances this guy's still alive? I think they thought he was in his 40s. Okay. So probably not. Yeah. He'd be in yeah. his He'd be in 80s. his 90s. Yeah. Maybe 90s. 90s yeah. By now. yeah. Super. How much money was it? I feel like it was like 200,000. Yeah. I mean, you think you got to... Yeah, he extorted 200000 equivalent to $1,260,000. Yeah, over a million. I mean... They always say that was equivalent, I guess, for then, for the for his... But, you know, then 2000 though, is, it, is his money go up? 
You know, everybody says, well, today, that's like Paul Escobar, you know, we talked about that was the yeah. equivalent of, and you're like, but it's not that money. So like now it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you hit, or does it mean like you hit 2,000? I think it means 200,000 had the spending power that, right. that 1.2 million yeah. had, right. yeah. has today. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, I never wrap my head around why people always said that. Uh-huh. You just explained it. Good job, Aaron. I think, I, would, I have no idea if that's true, but no, that's, I think that's, that's how I've always bit. thought. I think it. that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to think of yep. it. Yep. Is I mean, you know, that's a pretty crazy story. When him, I see on the mean, he, dude, is a million dollars worth doing? I mean, just think, is it worth doing that for? I mean, you got to think a million dollars is a lot, and so if you're someone that doesn't have a regular, say this guy's yeah. making ten thousand dollars a year. I mean, he's like he can go live forever. He just, <clears throat> I mean, he, he probably is alone. Probably just stayed on his own, went and just bought a, you know, wherever he jumped out of, and then just mm-hmm. eventually got no. They no one knew who he was. That girl, you know. They said there was a lot of copycats after that that were not successful, but other oh, people really? tried it. Yeah. You just got to think. Best case scenario, he has a million dollars, but he has to live the rest of his life in hiding. That's I, best but, case. N- scenario. But not really. They don't know him. I mean, who, like, so no one ever saw him, right? It seems like the FBI, none of them ever saw him. I mean, they have a description just from the yeah. flight attendant. Yes. So they have description of the flight attendant. Uh, you know, if you, most people look basically all the same anyway. So unless you have two thumbs, <laughs> some weird thing, he's going to just kind of blend in. <clears throat> uh, they have no cameras. That, like, they just, at what point do they even just give up and go, it's, he did it. He got away. Yeah. Like, you know, do, the, do they ever try to... Well, it says the FBI suspended the investigation in 2016. So in 2016, they finally go, that's enough. We're done. And I mean, he's just dead. some guy's in an office, and he's been there since 1971. <laughs> and he's like, what's that? Suspended. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> I was... I was right I there. Think, I think I got him. Feel it. Think about how lax though the airport must have been then. If you had a fake ID and a bomb on you, and you get away with it. Yeah, I've only flown in a post nine eleven world, so I it's just the idea of a guy with a fake name, yeah, like getting onto a plane like that, and they don't know anything about him is crazy to me. Yeah, I I remember uh, flying. Before 9-11, when I was supposed to go on a trip, and I was using another buddy's ticket, and I went and used his ID really? to try to get on the plane. And they were, I think they were like, we need to see a social security card, too, for some reason. Because I think they probably were like, this doesn't look that good. But I remember you thought it was okay to try. What happened? I I, I was going to ha- I was gonna need him to give me a social security card, too. And... uh so it, didn't I, work. it just didn't work. I was at the airport trying it. Wow. And because we were like, because the guy couldn't go. And so he couldn't go. And then so he was like, I was like, I can just use the ticket. Yeah. And then I'll just use your ID. And then you'd be arrested now, right? Huh? Wouldn't you probably be arrested now? Oh, yeah. I mean, he might have been arrested then. Yeah. But it was just definitely easier to do. <laughs> I mean, it just, you didn't even think it was that. Stupid to try. Yeah, it sounds so absurd. It's like trying to use a fake idea to bar. I mean, you just were like, "Oh yeah, I was just trying." Yeah, yeah, it was my buddy's ticket. I thought I could go because you couldn't transfer the ticket over. Yeah, Uh, 
you know, so yeah, I mean, you just didn't, you thought it was okay to even give it a go. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, there's no security. I mean, you, you know, just walk you, right up to the gate back then. Yeah, right? you'd walk up everybody. Yeah, you'd walk everybody to the gate. I don't think, I think anybody could go to the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, back then when you got off the plane, if they were, they could be waiting for you right there when mm-hmm. you get off. Yeah. Simpler time. Simpler, simpler time. Uh, if, uh, let's just do this other, another fun one, the Brinks job. The 2.775 million, 29.5 million today. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Theft of the Brinks headquarters in Boston, 1950, was then the largest robbery in the history of the United States and remained so until 1984. The robbery, skillfully executed with few clues left at the crime scene, was billed as the crime of the century. But it wasn't the other thing, the crime of the century. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? It was called the crime of the century. Was a, yeah. People they revised it. They didn't know that about it. That shows you <laughs> that people forget. 1932, someone already about 1950, yeah. this is the crime of the century. Like 18 years uh, later. Charles Lindbergh's got a little something to say about that. And, and they go, who's that? The guy with the baby? You're like, uh, what, did he, what was his job? Uh, he was a he flew, I think. Uh, flew planes. He's a pilot or something for American Airlines. Uh, just something they'd knock it down to that. <laughs> I don't know. He's a pilot for Southwest. I think so. Uh, he gets Charles Lindbergh. Just gets, yeah. Uh, I was the first one to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. You're like, oh, which one? Which ocean is that? Which side is that on? Uh, no one's impressed. So the robbery skillfully executed with few clues left at the crime scene was billed as a central crime of the century. It was the work of an 11 member gang all of whom were later arrested. The planning and practice had a military intensity to them. The attention to detail, including the close approximation of the uniforms of the Brinks guards, was near genius. To this day, no one has found the money. What's a big? What's the bigger crime? Do you know that? Uh, this was the mean? biggest. This was the largest robbery in history of the United States in, until 1984. Uh, uh, Can you look up that? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's a real deal. These are the crimes that, I feel like this is the crime you want if there's crime. You don't want senseless, you don't want these lunatic killing our kids. Right. You don't want these, those people, they're the worst people. Like, this is a crime, you're like, no one dies, it's just the, mm-hmm. the guy jumping out of the plane. Yeah. You're like, that's the crime, that's the evil you want to live with the world. Yeah. And the fact that it's a guy that you're like, you mean, a lot of people could root for him. Yeah, these you know, guys did it with class. A little you mafia. Know? Mafia's got a little bit of that where they, they there's a little class, like, you know, they don't, it's not with the families, you don't do it at, you know, like, uh, I'm watching The Irishman, and, you know, I don't get, but they talk about killing someone where they go, you know, and they did it in front of the guy's family on purpose, though, because he does it in front of people's family is that was the idea behind that was well his family should see it because he does his killings in front of so they gave what he wants normally you would never do it in front of the family was there you wouldn't do it and there's a they have ethics they yeah yeah there's a there you know know, i mean look it's it's complete psychos that are killing people yeah but it's uh it's there's a system to it there's Uh you know you're you know i'm watching i was going back to john wick uh, I, I've never really watched it. I watched the first one, and so I'm I'm gonna watch the second, third one tonight, uh, or just second one. Tonight. And just like my Mission Impossible, I'm going through, I always keep you guys, the listeners, updated on 
I was looking at the camera. I don't think it ever ever. This camera's not on. Uh, there's, I, uh, so John Wick, they have a hotel, right? Have you seen John Wick? No, I haven't. They have a hotel that all, uh, that assassins can go to and nothing's supposed to happen in this hotel. Like it's the one place an assassin, cause all these, this group of assassins, they could all be trying to, they always feel like they're going to get killed if they leave. So, but in the hotel, it's supposed to be, you can drink, you can relax, Nothing safe space from the yeah okay safe space uh and so i feel like the mafia had that kind of thing like they had you know you didn't do stuff to family you didn't do this you didn't you know there was such a respect to the family and then most of the crime until drugs came involved were this kind of crime they were it was robbing a brinks or it was you know jumping you know it, it's very just trying to scan the system, not paying the taxes in a certain way. Yeah. Stuff that guys could truly get behind. Guys that were, you know, like you could be, if you're a blue-collar worker, you're like, <coughs> you're like, good for them, man. Go. go. Like, yeah, yeah they just, you know, you're rooting for Stick them. Stick it to them. Stick yeah. it to them. You, didn't, you know, and they would loan money out. You know, they, so, I, yeah, the mafia was, it seems like it's, you know, I, I don't think it's that bad. You know, I would join. You know, I'm just, <laughs> it's, uh, no, but then and then drugs came involved, and then it just got more ruthless. I mean, money just got crazier, and I mean that's when the cartel came and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I also looked up too, like could you hire an after watching John Wick? I was like, could you hire an assassin? And uh, I mean, there's real answers to like we're as to in Quiro Curo. How do you say that? Curo Q U A R Quora Quora Quora. That's how I would say. it. Yeah, that you ask questions. Yeah. You can ask questions and they give you the answer. And so I looked up, can you hire an assassin? And like, it you can just, you can hire them on the dark web. I was reading a thread about it. Yeah, recently. Yeah, but they don't. It's you're you're more than likely will get. It's it's a, you're going to get caught. Then you're actually going to get to an assassin. Oh, yeah. like they. I looked up to like it's it says like you know what do you want like five <laughs> grand straight killing? Do you want us to crippling? Do you want to cripple them? Do you want to make them blind forever? Right. Like there's different. We'll do whatever you want to go do. But a lot of that stuff's police, and then it's they they arrest more than you probably realize. They arrest more people. But it was funny to someone who's like, "How can I be an assassin? If what if I want to be an assassin?" They're, you know, someone they're like, "Look, it's murder. It's not you know. Obviously, if you can get past all that, and then here's the way you should do it. <laughs> yeah. And then like would it go into like you need a military background. You need to be trained. You need to be you could be asked to do all this kind of stuff. like just like it's a like someone's really. You know, you got to go meet probably like if you're going to be hitman in the mafia, you got to go meet the guy. You'd be nice to him. You, you say, this is what I want to do. He goes, and then once you open that door, someone even said, you got to realize that once you say, I want to be hitman, there's a chance you're going to have a guy come try to kill you. And then you got to kill that guy oh. to then get that job. So when you always got to then, so once you go open the door of saying, I want to be a hitman and you go meet someone that would hire a hitman. Now it's on the table that you will actively have possibly, then the guy goes, well, maybe I may have not, I don't have that good of a hitman. Maybe you got a hitman. You're like, I'm thinking about mixing it up a little. You're like, you know, I don't, I think he's getting too comfortable. I think he's not as, he's a little sloppier. So he's phoning it in. We got yeah. So they go. We got a we got a hitman. So if you wow. kill their hitman, then you go. So if you ever so the listeners at home, 
if you ever have hitman come after you saying you don't say you don't want to be a hitman but if you ever have a hitman assassin come after you if you can kill him then you got a new job <laughs> if you are whether you like it or whether not. you like it or not if you kill the assassin you live a different life <laughs> Are you concerned at all that there's going to be a crime and you've got on your computer Googling how to hire an assassin? No, not at all. Uh, it was on Cura. But you Googled it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was Googling, like, is assassins, are they real? Is it a real thing? <laughs> like, is it, you know, you always see assassins and someone's like, yeah, it's not as cool as, like, movies and stuff. It's straight up. Usually they try to do it. It's a grind. The guys dude. that are good, so it's, it is. That's <laughs> it's a, a lot of waiting. It, it's every day. It's like, what do you do? I'm an assassin. No, that's pretty interesting. It's like they go, they do yeah. maybe two a year. Yeah. Right. And most are, they're trying to make it look as natural as possible. You know, they're not, it's not like you're just sniping a guy off a roof. Yeah. You're, you're trying to poison them. You're trying yeah. to. You know, they study yeah. them and it's a lot of paperwork. It's, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, we romanticize it, but it's not as good as it, you know. I think this, uh, brings... you're not like the Iceman, right? Like that guy was a true hitman. You ever watched his? Somebody just told me about him? him. He would like spray something on you and you'd die way later. Uh, no, like the back of his, well, he was the neck? mafia. Iceman killed people, he loved killing people, yeah, and would do it randomly. I mean, he had a family and stuff and just would live a normal family life. But then, I mean, that's like someone that when they go to the wife, like, did you know he was killing all these people? And you, you're you like, once you say it, I mean, I, now it makes sense. Now, exactly. Like, exactly. But no, you, they can't wrap their head around that. But yeah, I mean, there, he was a, a mafia. Yeah. He enjoyed killing people. So he did kind of that. I This is my thing. I want to do it. Why not go get paid to do it? I mean, he killed, his kids cut him off. I mean, he would like, I mean, he was like working his craft, mm -hmm. and he would. There's, I mean, you watch the thing on HBO. They interviewed him, mm -hmm. and he just talked like, I mean, kids like cut him off, and he followed them, and then killed them. Like you know, just dumb wow. kids, just killed them all. Like at Christmas time, wasn't he like assembling something? Like something yeah. and he would leave, go do a killing, and come back. Yeah, on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Got a lot of people. So, all right. Did you find the not the one from 1984? I mean, there's a lot of them on here, but, but it's maybe it's been passed. Well, maybe so. I just I can't find one from 1984. It's just yeah. a bunch of different. Owners. I was gonna say the Brinks job though. I think like the town movies like that are based yeah. on the Brinks yeah. job. Yeah, town's a great movie. Yeah, I, I don't I don't what's, have it. Nate. So just yeah. just what's one of them? Go to number one. Uh, the Central Bank of all right, all right. Wow. What's it called? Go back up. The Central Bank of Iraq Robbery. Yeah, just let me robbery. Central Bank of Iraq Robbery. Another robbing in Baghdad became the largest. I've been to Baghdad. Became the largest bank heist in history. The mastermind was none other than Iraq dictator Saddam Hussein. Well, that's, I mean, this is like an inside job. I know. <laughs> uh, one day before the Iraq war began in 2003, he sent three large trucks to the bank. He sent his son uh quasi with a is it quasi cusay <laughs> cusay i, I, I want to skip it i think I it's cusay he also sent his son jonathan uh which is uh with a handwritten note asking to withdraw nearly one billion dollars keep it from enemy hands the money was loaded to the van most of the cash was covered in in raids but it doesn't in here Tasked with counting the illicit loot, American soldiers made off with hundreds of thousands of dollars for themselves and their families. 
35 service members were caught. I mean, you should let them have it, you know. <laughs> uh, I've been to uh, both of their houses. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you've told us that. Yeah. Cusay uh, and uh, let's go above that and see if there's a good one, an American yeah, one. Yeah, Q. Yeah, is this that's does it seem like that's American? No, nah, that's in Baghdad. Baghdad. Baghdad too. Baghdad, I mean, just, a hot Baghdad spot for bank it. robberies. Yeah, Knightsbridge. That doesn't seem it's in Italy. London. Uh, Britain. Britain. We got to get America back up to number one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil. I mean. There's the Brinks job, right? So the yeah. Brinks job. So that's it. Oh no, that's a different one. That's, that's in London. a different one. Brinks is getting after it. I know. North or North Ireland. So I mean, is there an American one on here? Lebanon. Hey, you're, that's where you're from. Yeah, Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, here we are. Here we are. All right. So the United California Bank ice in 1972 amid. <laughs> Golly, man. Why, does no one, does not a Bill Smith rob a bank? Is there not a Anthony Dennis? Like just a normal, my name's Bill Jones. I'm one of the biggest bank robbers of the you year. Know, thank you. Emil Denisio, a professional criminal from Ohio, assembled a gang of six robbers and flew them to California. They rented a townhouse and planned a heist on a bank where they had mistakenly heard President Richard Nixon kept a multi-million dollar slush fund. The crew dynamited their way to the vault, stole $30 million worth of cash and valuables, fled after meticulously scrubbing down the townhouse. Why would they scrub down? Because they don't want fingerprints. Yeah. The cops eventually identified the robbers through a generous, through a generous tip they'd given a taxi driver. <laughs> And through fingerprints found on the inside of the town's <laughs> home dishwasher. So basically, you just had not to back then, and they sold thirty million dollars. So basically, back then, you just had not, you just didn't have to get noticed. Like they can once they if they got you, they can do the fingerprint thing to figure you out. But if you just don't get seen yeah. and don't do anything around it, I mean, you could. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Your only threat was the actual guarding of the thing that you're trying to get. Yeah. So the threat is to get on that train and to get the stuff. That's the only, that was really the only threat. They don't go ride a taxi driver. You know, they don't tip them some stupid amount. Yeah. They don't do something weird. Well, I don't know how they found the townhome. It's good that they were spreading well, the, the wealth. Well, the generous, but a generous tip from the taxi driver. Yeah. The taxi goes, "Why well, had these three guys?" And then they, you're just you're. Then you can start asking questions. Oh, they just flew to whatever. I'm sure they had to buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. The guys buy the. You know, it's like you're just you're able to eventually be a detective and detect from there. But all along you need is another door to open, and then that door opens. You start asking questions around that door. But how crazy! You scrub down the townhouse, and then they're like, "Hey, did you get in the dishwasher?" No, man, I ran the dishwasher. That will take care of the fingerprints. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, Inside of the townhome's dishwasher. Wow. Uh, if it, you know, what if we were a heist? You know, us three. Well, oh, three of us. Three of us. It wouldn't go well. I mean, yeah. What would we be? Well, what who would be the mastermind? Be? I mean, I think I'd be the mastermind. <clears throat> yeah, I would be the diversion guy. I would like block security cameras you know i could be 
I could, you could take out two at the yeah, same time. Yeah, he would be he would be the little more technical guy. I'd be the look. I'd dress up as a UPS guy and just like I don't know, hold a balloon in front of a security yeah. camera, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, mm. I'm not. I I you know, I don't think I'd want to take the lead of a heist, but I think with us, I would have to take the lead of the heist. <laughs> I, I would think with our the best. I would prefer to get a crew that I could maybe rely on someone else. Just because it's, I'm such new to this. Yeah. But if this is the only crew I got, I think I'm taking control. I think of it. you would. Somebody would be standing too close to you, at the back of the line. You'd blow it before you even started. You start yelling. I don't out. think so. I don't think. <laughs> I definitely don't think you would be at the scene of the crime. No, I'd be I the would, getaway driver. I'm mean, a good driver. I, I know. Are you good? No. You're no. Good. Yeah. 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 That's I'm crazy. safe. Ten and two. You'd be yelling at people. I would. I would. Get I would, out of the way. No, but you would. We would run out. Yeah. And then you would be like, I got to let the car warm up. Like, and then we would sit, like you would, you have no sense of urgency. So we talk, so you would, you would be a lot of, I'm getting over when I can. And it's like, but you don't make a scene. You got to make a scene to get out, to leave. You got to make the scene. I would be driving to get us out. And then I would be like, now you take over and drive, you know, so you're, you're now we look, we blend in more. But you would we you would get us caught because you would you would be like I gotta follow the laws yeah there's a there's a red light and I'm like I know wait we, so who's the getaway driver you I, I mean I think, do I'm doing, I think I'm doing a lot okay I'll be honest <laughs> I was, was going to say if you're the getaway driver then Brian is like the George Clooney of our organization I think I yeah he's the, I, I, I think he's back either. at the I think you're back at the house cleaning <laughs> cleaning it. <laughs> Getting uh, snacks ready for us when we get back because I think we will be hungry. Getting water for everyone, and I want <laughs> some cookies. I want. I think we should do some cake. I think we should celebrate, and I want all. I want the, the safe house. That's all I get to do. Yeah, I think I want you to back there and get, get the room. snacks yeah. ready. I want to make sure that no one's poking around while we are gone, and you could be like, well. I talked to this old lady for quite a while, while right when the heist was going on. I think you're there. I think I don't think I can have you. You come home, the door's locked. Just open it up. No. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I can. I can risk having you. <laughs> no, you you can't be there. I would be the only reason you guys wouldn't get caught. No, you'd be the absolute reason. You would, you would get it would, something. You'd get in the way. It would be. I can't have you driving. I can't have you in there. What are you gonna trying do? to jam money in, and you're just like, and you're fumbling it. And you <laughs> drop the bag, and you grab the wrong bag. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm doing the whole thing, man. Yeah, I think I, you know, I think it's me and so Aaron. It's just, okay. no, what's no, Aaron doing? Aaron. Carrying a balloon? Something? So, I so trust it. He's pe- doing something. Because people die from balloons. I I, I could set yeah. a diversion. I'll yeah. I'll do well, something. I just yeah. We don't want to. Hey, there's nothing wrong with having the the house. That we got to find the safe house to be in order. <laughs> There's nothing that's not crazy, dude. That's a job that has to be done. Someone's got to do it. Be the guy that does the job or it keeps the house in order. Are we splitting the money equally? Yeah. Right. yeah I think we will. I, yes. I'm a, look, I'm a very generous guy, so I do want to always split everything equally. But I think me and Aaron would eventually be upset about that. Yeah. Like I think I think I think it would grow that we'd grow to resent you. We'd for grow it. to yeah. be like, I mean, he made the beds. You think he really? And I, I don't know who says it first. I think maybe Aaron says it to me first, kind of say. Yeah, it's it kind of crazy, dude. I mean, look, I 
He ordered pizza. Pizza was there. It was hot. I had my soda that I like. I like, I get it, dude. I get, I, I'm not saying we don't need the guy. I get why the guy's there. <laughs> Do I think he deserves, yeah. he has zero risk. Say we get caught. He's just a guy living in a house. And he he fits the, you know, it's going to be like, oh, you live alone, sir? Everybody thinks, obviously, he lives alone. <laughs> he fits the description of when the cops go knock on the door. You live alone? They go, so, so you live alone? They say it first to him. So, so you live alone here, sir? You're like, well, I didn't say that. And you go, oh, I'm just saying what you're wearing. I thought you lived alone. Uh, <laughs> All right, you're making some good points. What would be your mastermind though? Like, what would you do? What's the robbery? I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be stealing money. I don't want to kill anybody. So you want to be? It's got to be some kind of. It's got to be that kind of crime where you're stealing some money like that. I feel like you could. You wouldn't do a museum. That's a lot. That's a lot. You have to do a lot of research. You would have to find. You try to find something that's. I, I would. I would definitely go to a smaller town, and you try to go somewhere that's a little you know backwards don't have all the technology that you would expect and you go do something where i'd fit in i mean that's like uh, what's that movie uh they do that they go robbing banks in these small towns hell or high water yeah great movie yeah it is great and they go to they go to these small banks where it's they you know i'm not you do fit in there but i i I just can't run the risk of you you got to be running in and out you got to be I said the getaway car. I don't. I know, but it's we got. We need speed. Like I don't Not look if the at plan you and go, is good. Hey, you, you, the plan involves speed. There's no way that you're gonna have such a great plan that you're like. So we walk outside. We sit for 15 minutes <laughs> as the car warms up, and you do like. There's all you know. I feel like I'm. Is, is it gassed up? And you're gonna be like. Ah. I mean, I mean it won't that's be- what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> is the car gassed up? You're like. We just need to stop real fast. And then we would after after we would do the robbery, we would immediately be getting gas. I, no, I'd be getting gas while you guys are in there. Like, yeah. Oh, it's only empty. I think I got time. I mean, you would be posting on Facebook. Hey guys. What? Any questions? I'm saying that's what you're posting on. I don't know. You're just on Facebook posting <laughs> something. Hey guys, hanging out with everybody today. Having some, you know, I'm just saying. He goes live there's, with, there's, three, yeah, with three people. There's <laughs> Instead, don't get caught. There's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of, of having that house ready. That's a, that's a <laughs> respectable job, respectable job. Uh, all right, uh, let's do. Speaking of dumb criminals, let's what? go through some of these thieves use blowtorch to break into ATM, accidentally set cash on fire. That's what I mean. I'm bringing you into the picture. Uh, <laughs> Walmart brought back greeters in 2015 to combat theft. After reporting it, it, it loses about 1% of its U.S. revenue, or $3 billion a year, to stealing by customers and employees. So that's why the greeters are back at yeah, Walmart. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. As they tell you, it's, it's that they're there to you know for customer service, but they're 100% there to deter shoplifting. And it seems to work a little, believe it or yeah. not, like, just putting old people out there seems to, yeah, seems to help that. It seems to, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just another thing. You just don't want. You got to look at like who's going to be the problem, and if you just have enough it's poking another, around, yeah, you got to do someone else. You always got to be worried that an old person's going to come up and go, 
can I help you with that? And you're like, oh, God, no. Uh, my father-in-law is 81 years old, and his job is he works security at the Frist. At the where? The, the Frist. What's the Frist? It's a museum. It's a museum right? downtown oh. where they have oh. $30 million yeah. artifacts there. Yeah. And he's security. <laughs> but what really is, is like that. He's the guy that just kind of, can I help you, sir? Uh-huh. You, you got to get the older people that are nosy enough to, you know, because you get to a certain age, you get pretty nosy. And that's what you need. You need some, you know, some people that are like, oh, I'd love to know what are these guys up to? Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what they're up to. Yeah. And they're and that's and that's all you know. It's a good. It's a good thing. They like being around. They like talking. They like helping. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. Uh, man suspected of an arson and vandalism in Ohio sent a selfie to the police because he didn't like the photo on his arrest warrant. Donald Chip Pugh. There's a name. There's, There's a an easy name. This is a name that does something like this. <laughs> Chip Pugh. <laughs> uh, Chip. Uh, Donald Pugh. I go by Chip. Ugh. <laughs> Pugh. Texted police a photo of himself and wrote, here's a better photo. That one is terrible. Man, they just did me wrong. Mr. Pugh told an Ohio radio station about why he went and sent the selfie. They put a picture out that made me look like I was a Thundercat or James Brown on the run. I can't do that. Yeah, there's the photo. That's funny. So, I mean, that's, you know, imagine he thought, I look like a Thundercat. And someone that he said probably laughed so hard, he's like, I mean, I got to come out of hiding. And get, <laughs> I, that joke's going to be great. Like, you know. Are James Brown on the run? They're like, dude, you have, yeah, dude, you have to call in, wow. call into a radio station. Wow. Uh, and did he go to jail? I think yeah, he got caught after yeah. that. Yeah. Arson and vandalism in Ohio. Send a selfie. Yeah. The last, there's a also the a, a, a kind of a, a goofy, silly one. The mystery pooper. For the past decade, a Norwegian golf course has been dealing with the serial pooper who decides to leave dirty toilet paper and poops in the bottom of holes. <laughs> UPI reported Stavanger Golf Club, a scenic waterside course in Hasford, <laughs> uh, uh, Hasford, Jord, claims they have been finding poop in the course's cup since 2005. Wow. Uh, I mean, if you went and played that course, I mean, it's almost like help the course. You probably got to go play it, and then you're like... Just to see if you find one? I mean, what if you go and he's not there, you know? You play golf. How how big of a deal would that be if somebody was doing that at your golf course? You know, I I, I was I was at uh, I'm not there now. But I was at Old Hickory Country Club and uh, very blue collar country club. It's it was a great it was, um, Dupont Plant. It was in Old Hickory. I got married there. At that, I wasn't a member there, but I became a member when I joined when I moved back. And now I'm at a different Legends. And uh, but anyway, so they. Uh, and I've had this is golf club. If people notice my hat, sometimes that's a it's a, another club. I'm not a member there, but uh, but they uh, at Old Hickory we would get people would drive cars on the uh, fairways oh. and greens and do donuts. And so you would go there the next day and you would see they, just a green would be torn up because and it happened over and over again mm-hmm. and uh i don't know if it still happens or if they eventually caught the person but it was like trying to figure out everybody's trying to figure it out and it's very frustrating because just someone you know you're like dude you're just trying to golf and then a whole green is torn right. up right so i mean 2005 that's 14 years of, so now you know or 15 years they've had to deal with you know dude the fact that it's been going on that long makes me think it's an inside job and it's a you know it's an employee of this place uh yeah maybe oh, i mean it's I the same course local it's, yeah, it's the, the same, same course oh, okay. this has been happening it, periodically yeah, yeah. over you know 
it could be it, it could be a local yeah so uh you know i would almost bet it's a local mm -hmm. it's someone that lives near there yeah and they you know has a beef with the with the course being yeah. there or something yeah but dna now i mean maybe they could get him uh <laughs> all right so the last one i, I think i want to i want to read a perfect crime to end this episode uh which one of these is better is it do you know well one of them is just because the guy died oh, okay what's the other one the other one is where they stole an artifact and replaced it with a replica and no one knew it. So that's the first one. Okay. Tucker crosses an em emerald studded 22. Oh, Tucker's cross is an emerald studded, studded 22 karat gold cross discovered by Bermudian. Is that how you say that, man? Bermudian? Bermudian? So. Uh, that man, that word, I got to the end of that world before my brain goes, I don't know if we know this word. Like, that's what my brain said. And I was already to the end yeah. of the word. So I, was gonna, I got ahead of my brain. <laughs> like, I need to just say stuff and don't let my brain jump in. Bermudian marine explorer Teddy Tucker in 1955. It was considered to be the most valuable single object ever found in a shipwreck. In 1975, it was discovered that the Tucker's cross was stolen from the museum and replaced with a replica. No one knows when it was stolen or and replaced. The discovery of theft occurred just before Queen Elizabeth II was to visit the museum. Government officials believe the swap between the real and the fake was an inside job and no evidence supports the claim. Since the thief went in, went through the trouble of making a replica, many speculate the job was done by an international art thief. And investigations were conducted by the Bermuda Police, FBI, Scotland Yard, Interpol, but there was little evidence for them to go on. Therefore, the whereabouts of the original cross is unknown. Wow. I think that's what you can get into art, like you can art thief, stuff like that. You get into uh, that kind of thing would be the way to get into it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, where are you going to sell that? You know, I guess they know, but you're in those circles. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, this is such a good thing that, the guy did so good yeah. that, yeah, he probably knows someone. But it's like, even if someone buys it, like, this can't pop up. Yeah. I've always thought about that. When you steal these, this priceless art, it's like, what do you do with it? Yeah. I mean, it has value. You can sell it to people that are, you know. Yeah, words are going to get out, though. Like, you're not going to. You so can't you, put it on your mantle. Yeah. You know, and have people over. They're like, oh, yeah. Maybe you break it up and they sell it piece by piece. But what would be valuable broken up? Well, if it's got if it's emerald studded twenty two karat gold, yeah, I mean you bring the that, gold yeah. up in your think about like the guy who stole the Mona Lisa and yeah, he yeah. kept it in his apartment for like two years and then finally tried to sell it and immediately got caught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where are you gonna Exact I mean, how do you how yeah. do you even meet somebody? And he wants to uh uh Yeah. Uh all right. That's it, right? That felt like long enough. Too much as a first comment next week. How long are the podcasts? Do they stop? Uh, yeah, so look, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you subscribe, leave comments, you know, do all the do all the stuff that helps us out. And uh, yeah, we uh, truly appreciate it. Hope you have a great week and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, just wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. 
Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.